This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Welcome to episode 60 of Paranormal Dads. I'm your co-host, Eddie. I'm Pat. And I'm Andy. Join us as we go in search of the world's monsters, myths, and mysteries right here on Paranormal Dads. Guys, here we are back again in the old cryptid den at Andy's house. And a fine cryptid den it is. What's the over under on Sasquatches in one room? Because I, I, right now, one, two, three, four, five, six. You've got a seven. lot of them. I've lost count. I don't want to go out on a limb here, but I'm going to where I say this might be the most Sasquatches in anybody's room <laughs> in the entire uh, prairie slash Midwest. <laughs> we, and there's a really big one out back, too. Oh, yeah, I do. I have a seven-foot silhouette in my backyard of the the big fella. Yeah. You guys know what I tried to do earlier? I was mowing my yard. I let the grass get way too high. Well done. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. I pride myself (laughs) on it. Exactly. You just watch it grow. That's right. I'm just personally, like, devaluing the the housing market on (laughs) the street. The whole neighborhood's going down. (laughs) Andy's fault. Well, my grass was so long, when I started to mow it, and I was kind of sort of going in a circular pattern, I was like, I'm going to carve a jack-o'-lantern into my yard. There you go. And I almost pulled it off. But I think next time I gotta I gotta tweak it a little bit, make it just right. Maybe dye the grass orange. Who knows? Ooh, you know, they they go go out and get one of those grass rollers like they use on the baseball fields. And, Bingo. Yeah, get a drone and fly it up above your <laughs> take pictures of your lawn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've given up even trying to be normal. My neighbors know. You know, I walk outside in alien T-shirts every day. They know something's not right. They're like, oh, that guy, that guy has a screw loose. He has a pumpkin in his grass. Exactly. <laughs> You're outside looking out for UFOs. <laughs> like, this guy is insane. As I always say, normal people are boring. So there you go. I was outside looking for the uh, the space station. Flew over Omaha the other night. Uh, and I, I might have seen it. I'm not even sure if I saw it or not. I saw something that looked like it, but I thought I might have heard like an airplane engine. But it was up there. It was it was way up there. You know, this but it, a, it just kind of looked like a fast-moving star. This is a great point, a place to put the ad for the app. Skyview, Pat. You can use the Skyview app oh, I've to got that one. point that up into the sky, and you can track when they... Uh, I'm not sure mine covered the space station, though. I think this one does. Oh. Because okay. it has, like, it has, it has like space junk, dude. Check this out. Like, down here, boop. You can, it has, like, a piece of a, of a, of a spaceship. Oh, nice. Yeah, we, we were down in uh, Missouri a couple weeks ago visiting some friends, and they have a... They're living on an acreage down there, and so it's kind of outside of St. Louis and uh, very open, starry skies, kind of a smaller town, and uh, we had that app out, and we're checking out all the constellations, and it was very cool. It's so fun. Right now, I think up in the sky, right right now, uh, we're recording this uh, October, what's today, 6th? 7th. 7th. Oh, man, two days after my birthday. Oh, don't Happy steal my birthday. identity. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Wait, see. I was just going to say, yeah, happy birthday to Eddie, by the way. It's Eddie's birthday episode. He, he's aging like a fine wine, that something guy. Like, ugh, Tell you what. Like that, you know? The wisdom just just spills from him. Is it? Is I it can, wisdom? I can see it leaking out of your ear. Oh, right oh there, there goes some wisdom. Pours forth into a goblet. Drinking goblets out of drinking goblets. I drink goblets out of skulls. Nice. I can't even talk. I drink <laughs> wine out of skulls. Um, uh, with the Skyview app, I think right now uh, in the skies of Omaha or maybe wherever else, you can see Venus and Saturn like super bright. They're the right. first two things to pop out at night. It's very fun to look at and just kind of feel tiny <laughs> as yeah. you stare up into the night sky. Um, hey, speaking of as we stare up into the night sky, let's uh, let's uh, move on to uh, recent sightings. Andy, what do you think? Yeah, I'm up to bat on this one, and I, I have a doozy that is actually recent. So, uh, yeah, hold on, hold on to your socks on this one. Okay, so this is as as recent as September twentieth. I received a text message. That's like yesterday in our in our. Uh... <laughs> we we get kind of loose with the definition of recent, but this one, you know, just a couple weeks ago, I'm down here working in my cryptid den at my home office. I get a text message from a friend of the family, Kim, and she says, "Hey, Andy, check this out. I saw this on the Nextdoor app. You know, most people are familiar with the Nextdoor app. You can, mm-hmm. you know, things being sold, crime in the neighborhood, stuff like that. And this, she sent me a screenshot of of what she saw." And it the the title read "Huge Effing Dog May Be a Werewolf." <laughs> yes. Now, my friend of the family knows that I've been hooked on this uh, Dog Man Encounters radio show. I've listened to f- 350 plus episodes of this werewolf type creature that is being spotted all over our uh, country. That's some serious Dog Man time right there. <laughs> right, 350 <laughs> episodes. <laughs> I need to get a life. Yeah, no, it's but it, it is. What's that in dog years? <laughs> <laughs> it's like three thousand years old. <laughs> but you know, the the show itself is firsthand eyewitness accounts of people who have seen werewolf type type creatures up close and personal. Some of which have been, you know, have had their uh, vehicles broken into and been chased down by these things. So, you know, I'm 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 sit up. I'm sitting up and I'm reading this article, and I'll read it to all of you. And this was uh, posted in by somebody in Omaha, Nebraska. Quote, okay, so this is going to sound nuts. I thought about posting this to this page earlier, but I didn't want to because I was like, okay, Gene, let's not be crazy, but maybe I'm not. I was driving by to work yesterday morning around 6 or 6.30 a.m., headed south on 60th Street towards Western. A block before Western Street, I had to slam on my brakes because a huge, what almost looked like a massive wolf, ran in front of my car. It was jet black, looked at me, and had red eyes, and seriously looked like the height would be up to my chest. I wrote it off as just a giant German Shepherd-type dog and went about my day. A friend just shared with me a video of a friend's door camera of them running out to get their dog late last night, and it captured a scary, snarling sound. They live in Benson. I also had let my dog out before it left, and it's now connecting that he was also acting strange. Tail up, stiff, and uh, I had to go snap at him to come back inside. And she said, it's a full moon, y'all. Watch your pets. Anyone else see anything or hear anything strange? Uh, Anyone have a wolf hybrid dog out there? Was it a werewolf? And as you can imagine, a whole slew of comments come in. 
And so I thought, what the heck, you know? So I, I uh, take a screenshot of this lady's post and I post it to my Facebook business page mm-hmm. and got quite a quite a response on on my page too, which I wasn't expecting. You know, yeah. I thought, okay, Andy's, you know, people would just say, okay, Andy's being nuts again about this werewolf stuff. No, almost a hundred comments came in from people in that vicinity and in other parts of Omaha who have also, on that very day, were reporting that their critters were acting strange. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, animals do. They have a sixth sense, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the idea. Before, like, you know, tornadoes or other weird weather things happen, a lot of times animals will act up, act weird, and kind of give you a hint that something's coming up. Heck, we've seen some weird bird activity happening recently. I mean, speaking to animals... Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was all over town for a good clip there. In fact, there was a ring doorbell video that you have to listen for it at some point because there's another dog that's just barking its head off outside. But you can hear a really kind of large animal sounding growl come come about uh, in the midst of all that kind of chaos in that same kind of pocket of town. Yeah, and it was it was you know uh, questionable. You know, was it was it a, another dog off in the distance? Um, it didn't seem like it was that lady's dog though. And and these are two different instances, by the way. But um, yeah, but there was a growl or snarl. It, yeah. it, it seemed a little bit out of place in the audio of that clip. Yeah. Anyway, um, after I posted this, uh, po- after I shared this post on my business page, a whole slew of comments came in from other people. This one lady, uh, Deborah, uh, said, this is so weird, but a couple weeks ago, one of my neighbors posted on our neighborhood Facebook page that her kids saw what looked like a large black furry animal walking on its hind legs towards the woods away from the houses. I made a joke about it, but now that you say you're coming to Oklahoma, I'm a little freaked out. (laughs) I live in a small town about 45 minutes south of um, Oklahoma City. And what that lady's referring to in that post, I actually mentioned that us paranormal dads are headed here in a few weeks' time. We're headed down to the border uh, of Oklahoma and Arkansas to actually to do a little investigation in the woods for four straight days to see if we can have a dogman sighting of ourselves. And so she's kind of down there in that neck of the woods. Gonna put me in a sausage necklace. I'm gonna run out into the forest and be like, <laughs> "I'm gonna take my shirt off." And <laughs> there's your dogman right there. <laughs> Pat's gonna scare all the neighborhood. <laughs> Children away. Dogman's here. Uh, I'm going to sing the hits from Oklahoma. Oh, what a beautiful cryptid. Oh, what a beautiful night. Uh, yeah, we're going to go down there and get, get a little, uh, not squatchy, we're going to get a little wolfy with uh, That's right. some, some dogman activity. It's all fun and games till you actually see one. Right. But no, that that lady got a little freaked out. Yeah, makes you wonder what those people saw. Furry creature walking on two legs. You know, I don't, I don't know. Another lady chimed in, Michelle. Uh, she said, "This is so weird." When I was driving to work on Sunday morning, uh, and I live in that area of the other next door poster, I saw a large black, what I thought was a German Shepherd, walking down Country Club Avenue. 60th and Western isn't far. Uh, this was 6:40 a.m. I didn't necessarily get any kind of vibe from it either way. It just seemed super out of place, but the creature was really smart as it stayed on the sidewalk. And I, I did a little bit of, you know, I looked on a map because I, you know, th- that's a different part of Omaha than I live in. 60th and Western is just a couple blocks from the campus of UNO, mm-hmm. uh, University mm-hmm. of Nebraska at Omaha. And the campus actually pretty much sits right on the, the border of Elmwood Park. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and, and it, Elmwood Park's a big park. It has a golf course. It's It has a lot of acres. So I'm thinking, you know, the animal was headed in the direction of the park in the campus. That's the only green place it could have been headed to, whether it was a German Shepherd or a, or a Dogman. I don't know. But There's some spots to hide in, too, in that park. There's a lot of these, like, little alcovey things. Yeah, there's a little creek like creek bed down there or... Mm-hmm. or um, a uh, little pond. There's a grotto, they call and, it, too. Yeah, it's like the, the grotto. Elmwood Park grotto. And it's, a, it's a little little hidden area there. And, yeah, I could see that being a place where something, someone would want to hide. Well, Elmwood Park is also the site of uh, the big monkey uh, island. <laughs> back, hey, hey, back with the in, Omaha monkeys. Back in, what was it, the 30s or It 40s? was like the 19, late 20s, early 30s. <laughs> and they're like, I know what we got to do. Put some monkeys in the town. Bring yeah. tourists here. Make some money. What episode was that? Guys, the monkey uh, fiasco. It was, it was a, not too terribly. It was. Long, you, it was the episode back. we have with cryptids and uh, like animals in weird locations. And, yeah. yeah. So if you want a good laugh and you're listening to this <laughs> after this episode ends, backtrack five five to ten episodes. The yeah, out of like out that. of uh, out of place creatures. I've never laughed so hard. <laughs> it's when yeah. we were talking about that yeah. monkey fiasco. That was quite a story. So crazy, and it's true. Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking I got and I got a whole slew of comments here I could read. Basically, most of those 90 plus people who chimed in on that post were saying, yes, all my dogs were acting strange that same day. My dogs wouldn't go outside to pee. My cat was being weird. My dog was staring at something in the alley and wouldn't come inside. So on that particular day, that same day that the lady saw that wolf creature going across the road, apparently other people's pets were sensing something was something was in the air. And the other thing that I want to talk about just briefly is if if this dog creature was chest height for that lady and it was on all fours, I mean, we're talking about if it was an average height lady, we're talking at least four feet. Yeah. yeah at least four feet. And I'm trying to think what, what, what dogs are out there that are actually that big. A Irish wolfhound? That's probably the only one I could think of that would be that tall. Yeah. You know, maybe well, Great Danes would Great probably Danes. be right up there. They're giant breeds, you know. Yeah. And the the thing that gets and this is I'm you know we have to talk about Dogman here because the, the the hunt that we're I mean the hunt it's an expedition we're not bringing guns but the point is except for these babies <laughs> Eddie kisses arm Eddie was just working out on the elliptical before Getting we got my started. paranormal sweat on my paranormal pecs <laughs> need to get worked out. Um, you talk about dog man and, and wolf man and people kind of start to laugh a little bit because they're like, you're talking about a werewolf, are you? You know, and, and not really necessarily, but this is one of those cryptid things that's very interesting. The more you kind of investigate, the more you dig, <laughs> like a dog with a bone, <laughs> you start finding these really um, interesting stories that have, I mean, a lot of validity to them and i mean we've even had you know cliff barockman uh reference something we don't probably aren't privy to all to share all the details about it but a story that had that same kind of cryptid in it mm-hmm. and so it's, it's very interesting and it's uh i'm really excited for this uh, expedition and hope i come back with all my fingers and toes dude <laughs> yes we're, we're bringing bear mace a snake bite kit we're bringing like you said, pretty much everything but but live ammo, which, you know, hopefully we don't regret. But, yeah, it's not a hunt. But, like I said, it's all fun and games till you actually see, see a creature that you something. can't explain. Yeah. You know? So what this, what this lady saw, truth be told, there's a better chance than not that it was a giant dog, just a giant domestic dog. Could um, be. But 
I'm thinking, you know, something that big. If it was a dog, man, something that's four feet plus on four legs, you're talking about an eight or nine foot creature if it does stand up, you know? Yeah. So then you got yourself a problem. <laughs> then yeah. you got yourself a paranormal size problem. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so anyway, not much more we can do other on this sighting other than speculate, but that's the recent sighting right here in our uh, great city of Omaha. So with that, I guess we'll move into pop culture and the paranormal. I think Pat is going to be up for this one, right? Yep, and uh, it's time to pop. It's time for pop, culture, and the paranormal. So about a month ago... um, there was an event, a sporting event that I, I was excited about, which which is kind of unusual. I'm uh, I wouldn't call myself a sports guy, but I, I do kind of follow it from the outside. Uh, you know, I I follow the World Series, I watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, you know, college football, I'm all in. Sure. Sweet sixteen, you know, NCAA basketball, maybe not so much, but I do kind of follow it a little bit okay. badminton world championship gonna food. say right yeah, yeah. lawnmower racing sure yeah arm Cri- wrestling circuits cricket final four Ooh. but this one event that came up i i i had to partake when it was on so espn aired a baseball game between the uh new york yankees and yeah. the chicago white uh, uh chicago, chicago white Sox. yeah and it was played at the field of dreams in iowa yeah and so if you've never seen Field of Dreams, the movie starring Kevin Costner, you really need to do yourself the service and see that movie. Especially yeah. if you're a baseball fan, you have to see that movie. And if you're kind of a paranormal enthusiast, it's, yeah. got, that, it's got that angle too. So it's full of baseball, it's full of ghosts. Yep. So, you know, the theory, you know, the the premise of the movie is this this farmer uh, is hearing voices while he's out working in his field and he creates he, the voices basically lead him on this journey uh which propel him to create a baseball field on his farm yeah and uh and in in you know during the story he he has a run-in with several ghosts and um it's a great story anyway so i think it was the 30th anniversary of Mm -hmm. that movie that major league baseball actually built another stadium on the grounds there i heard they were going to have an actual baseball game at this field and i was wondering how are they going to do that because it's a small field it's like you know a little league field size you know i i've actually been out there before and it's a really cool place and the farmhouse is still out there um well the guy owns it right the guy that lives there Decided to keep the field, right? Yeah, the I idea. think the family still owns it, yeah. and and the house is still there, um, and it's still he's he's been kind of keeping it open t- as a tourist spot, and in working with Major League Baseball, they actually built a stadium. You know, it, it's a smaller stadium, probably about the size of a stadium that they would use for like uh, minor league baseball or maybe spring training games down in Florida or Arizona. But they so they had this game on ESPN and it was very well done because they uh, of course both the teams were dressed in period clothing, um, you know, kind of like the old timey baseball outfits uh, back when uh, the 
the whole premise of the movie was like the Chicago White Sox when they, uh, quote unquote, they they were betting on the World Series or they stole the World Series or they threw the World's World yeah. Series, something like that. See, this is where my sports gets a little so foggy. Break down. <laughs> but um, so so the baseball players were dressed up in in the old time uniforms. Even the ESPN announcers were wearing old time like sports reporter oh, garb cool. <clears throat> so they're wearing paper boy hats kind of like andy's got on right now yeah and, and um out in the outfield there was a manual scoreboard they had kids standing out there dressed up in you know kind of period clothing and they're putting the score up as it goes and it was a very cool game so in, in seeing that game i got to thinking about you know sports and the paranormal and and i thought you know i wonder you know how there, there, there's got to be some connection there between some teams and 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 the paranormal. So what I came up with it was a, a, a short list, but it's still kind of a cool list of of professional sport teams uh, with paranormal names. Oh, and, oh yeah, and so That's awesome. I thought we'd go nice. through this. So can you guys think of any right off the bat? Ooh. Well, I mean, you have the the New Jersey Devils, the hockey team. Very good. And that that kind of, I think, I think it came from the um, yeah, the Jersey Devil, the Jersey Devil, yeah, yeah, yeah which we've talked that, about before. Yeah. Are we going to count the New York Giants? Yes, we are. Ah. Yes, along with the uh, and oh. what's the baseball? You guys know the baseball one? Is it on the other end of the spectrum? The Is it a tiny creature? No. Hmm. Let me think. Let me think. Oh, the Angels. Yeah, there's that's, that's actually supernatural, metaphysical. Yeah. yeah, there's well, the Los Angeles Angels, I think, is what they're going. Yeah, Major League Baseball. Are they? They're in Los Angeles now. Well, they 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 bounced it around because they it used, used to be, be Anaheim. Right? Anaheim, okay. and then it was. But yeah, back in the day, I thought it was yeah. L.A. This is saying L.A. Angels, so shows you what I know. Anyway. So what was the other one? That I uh, so it was the New York Giants. The San Francisco Giants is the baseball team. Ah, ooh. I know a college one. There's the the Duke Blue Devils. Yeah, the, the, they used to have a good basketball team. Don't know if they still do. Yeah, yeah. Um, that one's not on the list, but that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Bonus extra there, credit. Bonus isn't extra there, credit for Andy. Isn't there a Bigfoot one somewhere? I don't. If there's not, see, there should see, be. See, there's the Eugene Emeralds. They're a minor league baseball team, and their mascot is Bigfoot. So they're right up there in the Pacific Northwest. I actually have a hat. You have it. And, and Bigfoot is carrying a, a like a pine tree over his shoulder. It's very, Sandy wants one. Look cool. at his face. You know what I want is is they they added a new hockey team to the NHL and it's the Seattle Kraken. Yes. <gasps> oh! Yeah. Oh yeah. I was the, about to get T-shirts for all of us, man. The, they're on the list. Yeah. Yeah. The NHL. Uh, so you got. We talked about the Los Angeles. Angels, the Orlando Magic. I was going to say the Magic. Oh, yeah, yeah. For Magic. In the NBA. Uh, along with that, the Washington Wizards. Magic. <laughs> They're also in the NBA. I believe um, they, they, they had to change their name, uh, gosh, a couple decades ago. They used to be the Washington Bullets, and it was kind of like a Washington Redskins kind of situation right. where it's like, you know, too it was dangerous no longer PC, no longer PC. So that, I think that's when they became the wizards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I already mentioned this one, Tennessee Titans, oh. the NFL football team. So that kind of goes hand in hand with the, the giants. giants. So yep. 
So, I mean, it's a short list, but I thought it was kind of fun. You know, it makes you wonder why they don't use more of the paranormal. You know, you could have like, you know, the, uh, the, uh, what's the town of the, um, the, um, Salem, the Salem, like witches. (laughs) Yeah. Salem witches. (laughs) There's a new says their logo. Oh no. (laughs) Then we get back to PC. It's it's, it's like a fire. It's like a bonfire. Do the Houston hobgoblins, the, uh. Yeah, why isn't there more Bigfoot ones, especially with how popular it is now? Yeah, I know. I, I I was very excited when I found this base this baseball team with Bigfoot on their hat. It's like, okay, I'm gonna sit down, order one of those right now, and I did. I know the Philadelphia so. Flyers have Gritty as their mascot, and Gritty. If you don't know, have you seen it? You should Google this, everyone. Grit G R I double T Y, and it looks like a cross between like, um, um. Grimace from McDonald's and Bigfoot. Like, it's insane <laughs> looking, and it, like, runs around knocking stuff over. and Stuff crazy. in nightmares, huh? The, yes, kind of nightmare fuel. How about the Roswell aliens? That'd be a good see, one. See, see, see Pat, Roswell needs to get a Pat team. Needs to brand up some teams here. That'd be fun. Yep. I bet you if you went through the ranks of the, like, the minor league, especially minor league minor baseball, leagues. they kind of play to that sort of thing. You know, it's a way of bringing people in, getting people excited about... Uh, yeah you know, taking ownership in their team, you give them a fun mascot and they're, they're all for it. It is funny. Cause like, you go for like all these basketball teams, like you were saying, like the, the bulls and the, you know, the, the nets, and the all these bulls. And, then, the bulls. and then you have like the magic, the Orlando, we're mad. It's magic. It's just yeah. magic. There's no, like, you know, like, you sparkles in the air. They, and they... they don't even shoot the ball. It just floats into the hoop. Just like uh, a space jam. Yeah. 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 Um, that's a smart. I mean, yeah. I bet you the minor league teams have more fun. I hate to say fun with the names, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can be a little, little looser, you know. Um, the major league teams have an image they have to protect and and a brand they have to sell. Exactly. You, you know, the, be like, you know like the, Roswell the minor league, league teams have guys like abduct you and do an autopsy. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, that's not good. The minor league no, staff is probably a little looser, and you know, they they they're they're willing to go take a few more risks, you know, on their branding. You know, it would be kind of fun to see them have fun with it. You know, just just completely just dive full force into it. I mean, the mascots themselves, I know, have a completely insane time. You know, they're over the top. That's the whole point behind being a mascot, like the people in the suits. Oh yeah, you know, driving yeah. golf carts and knocking people over. But. uh it would be fun. What would a Loch Ness one be? What sport would that be? Like water polo? Oh, soccer. <laughs> soccer, maybe. Well, there you go. But you know what, though? I, I really don't think it's too far-fetched that in the next 10 to 15 years, if there's expansion teams in any of the major sports, I would not surprise me if there's another paranormal one. Yeah. Just because it's hot. It's it's trending yeah. more than it's ever oh, been. Oh, yeah. Especially you turn on Bigfoot. TV every night. There's a ghost show or oh, yeah. a cryptid show. Or, yeah. Man, it's everywhere. You're not, you're not joking. You know. Yeah. Philadelphia Phantoms, the, you know, you, you, can, you can make these up all day long. I mean, you got great taglines. Get possessed, you know. Like, oh, I'll see some tickets I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? But that was a good one, Pat. All right. And now it's time for the main mystery. <laughs> Um, we're going to talk about a thing called the close encounters of the fifth kind. Not two or three or four, Eddie? No, I'm going to go down the list here. 
but I'm just letting right out of the gate, just coming charging out. I've recently heard this term. Yes. So, getting into it, we've maybe heard of the famous film, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, starring the one and only Richard Dreyfus as a really high-strung dad in the 70s. <laughs> he's yelling at everybody. Did you oh, see yeah. that movie yeah. recently? Turkey! He's just <laughs> he's yelling at everybody. Yeah. He's got a sheen of sweat on his forehead <laughs> all the time in that movie. I'm like, is everybody hot in 1978? They're just like, it's... It was, was pretty warm in 78. I remember that. Yeah, it must have been just a heat wave, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, and uh, so that was Close Encounters of the Third Kind. So just as a primer for everyone, we're going to go down the list because it's like, listen, listen, we hear these terms. Mm-hmm. What does it even mean, you paranormal nerds, dads? Tell us these things. So we'll go down the list here. Okay. Close Encounters of the First Kind. Very simple. You done seen a UFO. <laughs> That's what that is. Okay. I seen something in the sky. I seen it. <laughs> It was up there. I didn't know what it was. And then it went away. That's a close encounter of the first kind. Okay. You can easily say that. You can be like, I saw a thing up in the sky. didn't know what it was. You Welcome to the Close Encounter Club, level one. Okay. <laughs> close encounter of the second kind, boop, 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 number two. You see a UFO in the sky, and there is some evidence of that UFO. It smashed into a tree. It knocked over a branch. It burnt some grass. It scared some animals. There was something that had, had reacted to that UFO. Radiation detected. Exactly. There was some recordable or observable thing other than you just saying, I done seen it. Uh, there you go. That's the second kind. The third kind, after the, the uh, super famous movie starring a sweaty Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> Who's yelling at children all the time. All the time, dude. He's screaming at children. I'm like, this is not so much a movie about a man who sees aliens. It's about a dad who really hates his kids. One of my favorite lines in that movie, I think his kid's name was, I'll say it's Toby. I think it was Toby. Sure. Toby, you're close to death. There you go. Yeah, because I'm going to kill you. Yeah. That was the implication. Not like, Toby, I love you so much. Get away from the edge of that cliff. No, no. no. He was like... I'm going to take you. I'm gonna I, just, I brought you into this world. I'm going to take you out. I'll make a new one just like you. They show the movie to Child Protective Services training orientation sessions. Like, yeah. if you see a parent <laughs> acting like this, take their kids away. Yeah. It is a master class in, like, well, how, well, how are parents different now? Watch this one. <laughs> parents that raised their kids in the 70s. It was like, can I hit my child? No, that's frowned upon. Can I shake my child? Sure. Up to a certain age. Yeah, yeah. S- start shaking him at, like, age seven. Just shake him. <laughs> Richard Dreyfuss is like, I'm going to put you on this UFO, and you're going to go away for a long time. <laughs> I tell you, Unless man. Unless you shape up, mister. Snapping at children the whole time. But a close encounter of the third kind is, you see a UFO, there's some interaction. There's some recording stuff. You can record some stuff. And you see the alien. You yeah. see him. He's right there. Right in the flesh. You glimpse one. Or scales. Or whatever species you're dealing or with. Or beautiful, long, flowing blonde hair. Oh, those Nordics. All the Nordics. Oh, God the, bless them. God bless those beautiful Nordics. Um, now we're getting over over three. What happens? What are we doing? Close encounters of the know. fourth. Are we, are we into encounter. probing territory, Eddie? We're into probing territory. Ah, we're going to probe it. town. Oh, I hate it when that happens. I know. We're all getting up there in age. We have to go to the doctor. (laughs) So you see the UFO. You see the alien. It's recordable or whatever. There's uh, there's a thing left behind of this happening. And you're on board this ship. You got taken on board somehow. You're on the ship. Now, frankly, this movie should have been called Close Encounters of the the Fourth fourth Kind. Spoiler. Because he goes on the ship. Right. At the very end. Yeah. Um. 
There were actually two versions of that movie, too. Well, no. One, I think the first version, the one you saw in theaters, you did see the people walk onto the ship. Okay. And then then they redid it. I don't know if it's just for video or if they re-released the film. But then you actually saw the inside of the ship once they went in. So... Um, <laughs> and he's allergic to aliens. <laughs> I got done seeing it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you could have called that the fourth kind because they did walk onto the ship. Yeah, they got on the ship, and not only that, but the ship also deposited people that they had had right abducted since the right. flight 30s. Nine, flight nineteen. Yeah, yeah, the pilots. And they're like, yeah, I'm sorry. We time travel with these guys, but we don't know how to put them back. So here's, here's them. <laughs> Here, just take these guys. Everybody you love is dead or really, really <laughs> old now. And now we're going to get into the close encounters of the fifth kind. What could this possibly be? They turned you I mean, into we've it. already got evidence. They burned our yard. We saw it. We got probed. Like, what, what else, Eddie? What could there possibly be? This is now the metaphysical, psychic, mental connection to a UFO slash uh, extraterrestrial intelligence. Mm -hmm. So the idea being, and this is actually a really interesting, um, not even theory, just people practicing this, proving this works. And the idea is to get more and more people trying this out. Why not? The idea being that these entities are so advanced. We're talking hundreds of thousands, if not even millions of years ahead of us. In their and not even in their technology, even in, in unto their enlightenment, they just they're just more woke. How woke could you possibly be? They're like mega woke, and we're like teen, teensy woke. <laughs> <laughs> we are infants, <laughs> but that's the idea is that they have an understanding of the universe and their place in it and the complexity of all of this on a level that you know we're kind of just maybe getting into. And so, the idea being that. Uh, mental communication, uh, telepathy, telepathy, however you want to call it, mm -hmm. is possible with these creatures and these entities, these intelligences. Mm -hmm. And so we have a lot of cases in history where people have said, I felt like I was being communicated with by another intelligence. Uh, heck, a genius uh, Nikolai Tesla, that's one of his big things, was like, he's like, these aren't my ideas. These are ideas that are coming to me from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. He literally like said that. And a lot of people who will talk about the muse and these feelings of like ideas, and not saying these ideas aren't our own, but certainly I think on some level we're being kind of tuned into and we're receiving intelligence and maybe even wisdom on another level. So the idea behind CE5, and there's, it was pioneered by a man named Dr. Adam Greer, and uh, he is a, I mean, he's a doctor, but he's a doctor of medicine. He's an MD. This guy was like a, a trauma physician. He was like spent years, he said, fixing bullet wounds and stab wounds in an ER. And he had enough personal experiences with extraterrestrials and actually had a near death, had a, a near death experience um, that pushed him to kind of investigate this uh, ability to communicate with extraterrestrials. And his whole angle, and there's a great documentary on Netflix right now. It's called CE5, isn't it's it? Phenomenal. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, and yeah. It, it, you know, not Netflix. Sorry, Amazon. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. It is on. Yeah, yeah you're right. Um, it's it's top notch. It's it's so well done, and uh, you know, I watched it, and you know, you even if you go into it a little bit, which I didn't. I'm I'm obviously open minded, but even if you're a little skeptical going into it, it makes it makes a lot of really sound points. 
and the fact that he's so down to earth and so well spoken adds to it. I think. Yeah. Oh, viciously intelligent man, yeah. very well spoken, and has had his experiences and is very like adamant and passionate about what he has experienced and what he's seen even. And so his whole point is these intelligences can communicate to us and we can communicate back to them. We just have to kind of train our minds to be able to do so. And a lot of that is classic meditation, quieting your mind, putting yourself in a position physically where you can be exposed to seeing UFOs. Mm -hmm. And the idea being in, in this documentary, it showcases it quite a bit. There's people who've gone on social media who've tried this and it has worked. And a lot of people who are actually kind of no, uh, famous, uh, notably Demi Lovato and a few other celebrities have gone off and tried this technique and it has actually worked for them. And they've captured it on video and have shared it to their social medias where you get in a comfy chair, lawn chair of some sort. Uh, you take it out into like outside to an open area, you know, preferably away from the city as much as you can possibly get. And you essentially meditate. You get a group going of people who are like-minded. You, you don't want anybody in there who's kind of like, whatever, I'll do it, you stupid. It's like you want to be of like mind. That's the whole idea. And that you just kind of sit there in silence and kind of meditate and kind of like just open yourself up to this. And the idea being that as you communicate mentally out there, just casting your thoughts out, you will get a response. And there's people who've actually videoed and photographed responses they've gotten where there's been legitimate UFOs that appear and hover mm -hmm. and show up, up unto physical and even like energy entities that manifest in front of these people and they are captured on camera. And you can see shape and form to these entities. Uh, and granted, they kind of appear almost phased in and out, but there is a definite shape to these things. So that is a form. There is a being right there showing itself to them. You talk about shattering the reality of the world we think we live in. You know, I mean, because it's it's bordering on we were just making jokes about magic you know, yeah but magic but it does border <laughs> on on magic we can call in beings from another from another planet or another dimension another reality and they can appear in front of us with nothing more than our thoughts and intentions calling them in yeah like that's that's bananas like it is. for a lot of people there's no there's no uh reference there's no place in their brain that can make sense of that well, you, you know? think you think about the we go the other side. We go the technological side, right? So you get into things like this uh, guy Lou Elizondo and all of these UFO people who are like this. These things could be a threat. They're a threat to our national security. They're flying over U.S. airspace with impunity, and they can turn off our. <laughs> and it's like the notion that something that advanced would be a threat. It's literally like saying like we're we're a threat as we step over an anthill on our walk that, that day to go clear our head on something. Not saying we're insignificant, but just saying like these beings are so far advanced, this notion of threat. And one of the things I found interesting about CE5 over this was that these, these ships were appearing almost uh, with the Lou Elizondo and those, those, uh, those videos that we've all seen at this point with uh the go quickly, I think it's the one of them, and then whatever one they call tic, it, tic -tac the one. tic tac video. Mm -hmm. uh, that one of those ships, and the video we saw, there was one, but there was another video in the back saying there's a whole fleet of them. There was 14 of these things, 
and they all rendezvoused at the same geographical, like, northern, easting, latitude, longitude point that those F-14s were supposed to meet at. Like, they knew where those planes were supposed to go. Like, that was their rendezvous point, and all these UAV or UFOs just show up there. And to me, that's like, because they're reading your mind. They can read your mind. These are psychic beings. They can essentially read your thoughts in a way. And I know that sounds kind of, you know, magic, but it's true. And, and so anyway. There, there's a group in Thailand that uh, they feature on Expedition X. And uh, they, they practice meditation. They have their own almost like a compound. They're almost, you know, I think some of the authorities in Thailand almost consider them a cult. Yeah. But uh, they get together and they meditate and they have brought in um, UFO encounters, uh, UFOs, like I said, hovering overhead. Uh, and they've also received messages, they, they claim. Um, one particular person um, received a message about a, a terrible uh, typhoon, I think it was, or not a typhoon, it was a... Uh, tidal wave yep and like it was the very next day was the one that that big one that hit japan i remember seeing this on the preview so he like predicted it they were able to avoid getting hurt because they got to high ground and the next day it was like the one that hit japan so uh um yeah it was kind of interesting to to see these people um uh just kind of in their zone and uh opening themselves up to the universe as it were yeah and that kind of comes into some of the things that we've seen about these philosophies behind contacting extraterrestrials is that it's going to become a spiritual thing too it's going to tap into what seems to be um another way of living or another dimension um in fact that's been theorized that these might be interdimensional beings that these beings have figured out a way to come between dimensions and go like hey you know, there's more than one reality around you. Um, so the idea behind CE5 is that, and we've kind of all talked about it, and it's something that we all are, are planning on doing. I think, Andy, you've taken a stab at it, haven't you? I have not personally, but I, I, I know people who have and have had success with it. But, you know, when we're out on the border of Oklahoma and Arkansas on our Dogman expedition, if there's nothing happening on the Dogman front... We might as well try the CE5 because all four of us that are going to be there, we're, we're meeting up with our, our good buddy Aaron. That if there's nothing going on on the cryptid front, we might might as well give it a shot. The funny thing is, those are two completely different mindsets and two completely different frequencies. You talk about a scary cryptid like Dogman; it's a very heavy vibration, very scary, very earth-based mm-hmm. phenomenon. And you shift to these, you know, enlightened alien beings. It's it's light. It's it's more spiritual almost. It's more, you know, it's less daunting. So it'd be a completely, it'd kind of be like a breath of fresh air compared to what we're going there for. Yeah. So I'm game to try it if you guys are. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's a, there's an app. There's an app for that. <laughs> there's an app for that. There's an app for that. It is created by Dr. Stephen Greer. Uh, full full like disclosure, it costs money, and he said because they are a completely uh, you know self funded project, and his whole point behind it is his thought is if we're going to truly have disclosure, if we're going to contact 
extraterrestrials, this is how it's going to happen. It's not going to happen through capturing them on more video. It's not going to happen with them landing on the White House front lawn. He goes, they're going to contact us the way that they want to contact us. And it's going to be like what we said with the, uh, the um, encounter outside that school. They're going to do things like that. They're going to try to reach people in ways that are not ways that our military would necessarily like understand or respect it's going to be very much more on a i think a, a, a different vibration like you're saying andy yeah um and the, what, yeah. what i'm sorry what eddie referenced with the school for anybody listening it was in uh was it in south africa yeah yeah south africa zimbabwe too it was in two places yeah okay it was um kind of in the region there were a number of sightings uh throughout um that region uh in that time frame it was um, in the 80s or 90s, maybe? 94. 94. 94. And a craft landed near a schoolyard. All the kids ran over. One of the kids jumped the fence, went up mm-hmm. and touched the craft. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's going to happen on their terms whenever this, you know, be, because, I mean, can you even fathom, guys, like how far human technology has come in just 125 years, let's yeah. say, since roughly 1900? Yeah. I mean, we're living, I mean, you show today's technology to people from 1900s, they would think our cell phones are magic, and yeah. they kind of are. Yeah. You know, so, you know, scale that up by a, a civilization who's a million years more advanced, you, you, we couldn't even comprehend what, what they would have for technology. It's beyond anything we can literally imagine. Yeah, when you explain to someone, uh, tried to explain to like, you know, someone even from cowboy days, how Wi-Fi works... It's like, so you're describing magic. Like, no, listen, waves go through the air that you can't see. Let me touch it there. Where's it at? I can't taste it or see it. It's not real. And the thing about it is we, and someone even, I think it might have been Dr. Stephen Greer. I might be stealing this from him. It's like our technology right now is very much on a physical, um, electrical level. Like, it's where we're at. And he's like, their technology, air quotes, is on a psychic spiritual level and it's hard for us to wrap our head around it's like how can technology be spiritual but that's the level at which they've managed to kind of cross over into that next threshold is like we have i mean this is a little teaser to what happens in the next episode that i'm going to drop but there are theories that some of these ufos might even be living beings themselves and we'll put that in your brain for later to think about but the idea (laughs) being it's much more weird and complicated, not complicated, but much more um, insane than what we could really wrap our head around. Yeah. So Mind blown. CE5. Look the uh, documentary up on Amazon. And uh, the app is on the App Store for your Android and Apple devices for you to start looking out there and doing your own CE5 parties. I would say if you do start doing those, uh, take pictures of what you're doing and put it up on the uh, Paranormal Dad's Facebook page. We'd love to see them. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, that you guys got anything cool. else? Well, that's it for this this uh, this main mystery for sure. All right, well, uh, be sure to check us out on Facebook and YouTube. Are not uh, coming soon to YouTube. Coming once back again. to YouTube, yeah. We are going to be uh, reopening our YouTube uh, site very soon. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagrams. All that fun stuff. Look for us at, at Paranormal Dads. 
Also, we've mentioned this on our Facebook and Instagram pages, and I'll put it out there with my voice. Uh, we've talked about it. We've decided let's do it. Uh, we live in the Omaha area, and we decided we would be interested and be excited to do a ghost hunt at uh, any of your residences or businesses. Uh, we have to kind of talk to you and get a feel for you first. I'm not just running in there with guns a-blazing. But the point is, if you are experiencing some sort of paranormal activity and you would like the Paranormal Dads to check it out, give us a call. Get a hold of us on our social, any one of our social medias or paranormaldads at gmail.com, and we can get that dialogue started about perhaps trying to investigate your ghosts. <laughs> Who are you going to call? <laughs> Paranormal Dad! <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, this is fun. This is a this is this is a fun. This is just fun. I love this. It's good for the soul. It's good for the mind. Getting together with you guys and talking about weird stuff. And we it's hope you guys enjoy listening to all our kooky comedy and uh, the fun yeah. we have. We appreciate everybody listening, and we appreciate you reaching back to us. And uh, yeah, like Andy said, we're going to be in a very short time going off and doing some more expeditions. So uh, stay tuned for updates on that and all that fun stuff. This episode is brought to you by my cat, Darwin, who has been staring at us uh, in a creepy fashion the whole episode. The whole time, just staring me down. Right into your soul. Just making me feel like I did something wrong. What if he is an alien being, using his psychic powers to read your thoughts right now? Telling you what, man, I I wouldn't count it out. (laughs) <laughs> uh, also, hey, real quick, if you're interested in some Paranormal Dad's merchandise, merchandising, uh, let us know. T-shirts, hats, stickers, and hoodies. Just give us an email or a text uh, at our social media accounts and uh, let us know what you would like and what size you are. We'll, may, we'll make it happen. And we've joked about this before, but for some reason, Pat and his silky smooth voice, he has, he has this underground kind of cult following of people who just are in love with his voice. So if you have a garment, a shirt, or what have you that you would like Pat to sign, go ahead and stick it in a manila envelope, Stop. send it in. Pat will sign it, send it back to you. Maybe he'll even spritz his cologne on it, As ladies. soon as we came on the air, so to speak, tonight, my voice just kind of, I don't know, it took a dive. It switched right into sexy it, gear. Yeah. Like, I, I call it my Demi Moore voice. It's kind of raspy, and I, my voice has been fine all day. You and know, then, for, uh, for, a, for a cool fee of $5, Pat will record your voicemail <laughs> greeting as well from Paranormal Dad. So, Ladies, he's married. Step off. Step off. <laughs> in, all serious, we hope, uh, in all seriousness, we hope you enjoyed listening today. Oh, also, uh, sound effects and music, uh, as always, brought to you by freesound.org. So thanks to those guys. Anything else? Thank you, everybody. You all have a good night. Tune in next time to Paranormal Dads. You need some water, buddy? I'm just... Uh, that might be good, actually. Perhaps you um, need a whiff of this. I'm just... Uh, Get that ambrosia up in those I'm nostrils. Just, uh, Ooh. Just coughing my COVID everywhere. Pumpkins and bourbons. I am kind of raspy tonight. Skinny skin, going to bullfights on acid. (laughs) 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 That's from Caddyshack. That's funny.
That's it. That's perfect. That's perfect. That's buttery gold. I love it. <laughs> <laughs>